48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Security officials say they're working hard to free eight Hong Kong citizens abducted by human traffickers. The foreign ministry says the country's diplomatic institutions are also actively searching for them. And health officials report more than 6,000 COVID cases for the first time since March. Security officials say they're aware that eight Hong Kongers are being held captive in Myanmar after they fell prey to fake job offers there. They say authorities updated its outbound travel alerts page to warn people of the dangers of such scams. Frank Young reports. Under Secretary for Security Michael Chuck says the police's organized crime and triad bureau is working to get the eight people freed and will be cooperating with Southeast Asian and Interpol counterparts to do so. He was speaking at a press stand-up. Apparently the eight Hong Kong citizens who are still not yet returned, we haven't been able to identify their exact location. However, our immigration officers are trying their utmost and reach out to the Chinese embassy and the local CGs and to explore all the means and avenues and try to secure their safe return. And this will be our top priority. Mr. Chuck noted that officials have received about 20 trafficking reports involving Hong Kongers since the beginning of the year. Twelve of the suspected victims are now safe, with 10 of them having returned to the SAR. The undersecretary added that a task force is being set up to tackle human trafficking to Southeast Asia. Officials also advise people to be wary of online job ads offering high salaries without needing candidates to have much experience or academic qualifications. The foreign ministry says the country's diplomatic institutions are actively searching for the captive Hong Kong citizens. The Chinese government attaches great importance to consular protection and makes every effort to safeguard the security and legitimate rights and interests of Chinese citizens overseas, including Hong Kong compatriots and Taiwan compatriots. The Chinese embassies and consulates in the relevant country are maintaining close communication with the governments of the host countries and actively searching for and rescuing the relevant personnel. Hong Kong's daily COVID tally has surpassed the 6,000 mark for the first time since March as the number of imported cases rose after travel restrictions into the SAR were loosened. Here's Erin Tam. The Center for Health Protection's Dr. Chuang Shukwan said since the inbound travel restrictions were relaxed to three days of hotel quarantine plus four days of medical surveillance at home, around 20% of imported cases have been found during the medical surveillance period. At the daily pandemic press briefing, she said this was roughly what officials had expected to happen. Of the 6,054 newly reported cases, 247 were imported. Meanwhile, officials have responded to claims from a representative of the care home industry that a patient discharged to a home was suspected to have infected other residents. Gladys Kwan, a chief manager at the hospital authority, said only patients who are not infectious would be discharged. I'm sorry, we appear to have lost the audio. Um, A former worker at a Prince Edward foster home has been jailed for almost six and a half months after admitting child abuse charges. Cheng Wai Yin earlier pleaded guilty to ill-treating or neglecting two boys under her care at the children's residential home in November and December last year. 
trespassing sentence at Kowloon City Court. Acting Principal Magistrate Peony Wong said the defendant did not appear to care much about the toddlers after hitting them, adding that immediate imprisonment was unavoidable. Time for a look at the local weather forecast. It's going to be mainly cloudy with a few showers. Those showers will increase gradually and there'll be a few thunderstorms tomorrow. Temperatures will range from 26 to 30 degrees with moderate southeasterly winds. The outlook, more showers and thunderstorms are expected on Saturday, but the showers will ease off gradually later on Sunday and it'll be mainly fine and very hot again in the following few days. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 29 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity now stands at 86%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Back to tonight's top story, human trafficking in Southeast Asia. Police in Macau have also revealed they're looking into four suspected cases of human trafficking involving people being lured to work in Southeast Asia. Detectives said one suspected victim left for Laos last month after he was offered a casino PR job purportedly paying 5,000 US dollars a month. He has since left and is reported to be safe. Tinwin Ong from Myanmar's consulate here says he's not worried that such cases will affect Hong Kong people's interest in travelling to his country. We just heard about this news last few days back. But this is a very rare case. It has not happened before in our country. Nowadays, a lot of Hong Kong businessmen are doing business and stay going there. I think it will not affect our tourism. But our correspondent in Cambodia, Luke Hunt, says thousands of people from all over Asia, many of them young and tech-savvy, have been lured into travelling to the country since the start of this year on the promise of high-paying work. He told Ben Jay but he told Ben Che that once they arrive, they not only find the job doesn't exist, but they're forced to work in heavily guarded compounds and beaten and tortured. The type of people who are being trafficked in Cambodia are... Uh kind of aspirational middle-class kids. I mean, these are kids with uh, education, uh, they're technologically savvy, they know how to work uh, the different apps and online, and they've been forced to work in online scams. So it's cryptocurrencies, it's romance scams, it's dodgy investments, retirement villages, this kind of thing, and they're targeting wealthy, retired people, often in mainland China, but uh, also elsewhere, uh, Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam as well. So the victims tend to come from uh, all over Asia. Yes, indeed, and they're coming from uh, they're coming from the ranks of um, uh, the more well-to-do. In that, you know, when we imagine uh, victims of human trafficking, we tend to think of uh, poor people from villages who are being trafficked into sexual servitude or press ganged onto a fishing trawler, that kind of thing. But uh, the operations they're running now, which are obviously proving to be quite lucrative, it's all online, and therefore it requires a certain degree of aptitude, a certain degree of education. You need to know how to um, how to work with the online world, and so they're advertising uh, these legitimate jobs, offering very high pay, and the people who are falling into this. Some of them are just teenagers, as young as fifteen and sixteen. Uh, we've seen others who are in their 20s, but they're being lured in by the promise of um, you know, high-paid jobs. And when they get here, uh, those jobs are not there at all. And in fact, they're forced to walk out... Um, sorry, in fact, they're for- forced to work out of compounds, which are heavily fortified, guarded, they're placed in fourth rooms, 
foot to the place in four-story rooms where the only way out is to jump. Uh, they've been beaten, they've been tortured by electrocution, they've been forced to work 20-hour days. So even though they don't necessarily fit the um, traditional form of what we would imagine a trafficked person to be, these people are being trafficked. It's, it's nasty, and what's happening to them is quite horrible. And the numbers are surprisingly higher. It's been going on for six to seven months, and it's just... That we, at, one, at one point, I think the authorities here thought it was in the hundreds, but it's quite obvious that it's well and, well and truly into the thousands. Pro-democracy activists Benny Tai and Joshua Wong and former lawmakers Wu Chi Wai, Alvin Young, Claudia Mo and Zhu Hui Dick are among 29 people who plan to plead guilty to violating the national security law over their involvement in unofficial primary elections. As Damon Pang reports, this was revealed after a reporting ban on their committal proceedings was lifted. The 29 are among 47 opposition politicians and activists charged with conspiracy to commit subversion for organizing an unofficial primary election among the pro-democracy camp in 2020. They could be jailed for life. Some of them had sought to lift the reporting ban earlier this year, but their applications were rejected by West Calum Principal Magistrate Peter Law. But Mr Law removed the restrictions after a recent High Court ruling ordered a reporting ban be lifted in a separate national security case involving activist and barrister Chao Hang Tong. The other 18 defendants, including former lawmakers Lam Chuck Ting, Leung Kwok Hong and Raymond Chan, plan to plead not guilty. They will be put on trial at the High Court at an unspecified date, although the judiciary's website shows that case management hearings will be held next month and in November. The lifting of the reporting ban came just after the Secretary for Justice informed the defendants in the largest national security case yet held in Hong Kong that their trial would not be held before a jury. That means it will be heard by a panel of three High Court judges. Two major local banks have moved to raise interest rates on new mortgages linked to the Hong Kong Interbank Offered Rate, or HIBOR. This comes after the US Federal Reserve raised its key interest rate by 75 basis points late last month to try to tame inflation, and indicated in the minutes of that meeting that another hike is in the pipeline in September. Vanessa Chang reports. Both HSBC and Standard Chartered are raising the cap on hybrid-linked loans by a quarter of a percentage point. HSBC said its cap has now gone from P-2.5% to P-2.25%, while Standard Chartered said its cap will rise from P-2.75% to P-2.5% next Wednesday. The two banks are the first to make such moves after a recent increase in hybrid rates linked to the rising U.S. rates. In a press release, HSBC added that it will also launch a new one-year fixed-rate mortgage plan. It said from now until mid-October, new mortgage customers can choose to borrow at a fixed rate of 2.75% for the first year of the loan tenure. Subsequently, the mortgage rate will be based on HIBOR with an interest rate cap. HSBC's head of mortgages, Catherine Cho, said the new plan allows customers to lock a mortgage rate in at an early stage of the loan tenure. She said that would give them peace of mind in managing their finances. Sixteen people have been killed and dozens are missing in flash floods that have hit the northwest province of Qinghai. A sudden massive downpour caused a river to change course. Natalie Ching has that story. 
CCTV reported the toll of dead and missing following the deluge, which comes during a summer of extreme weather on the mainland and around the world. The state broadcaster said a sudden rainstorm on Wednesday night triggered a landslide that diverted a river. It said 6,200 people and over 1,500 houses and six villages had been affected, with emergency authorities describing it as a mountain torrent disaster. In June, severe flooding in southern China displaced more than half a million people and caused an estimated 250 million U.S. dollars in damage. Meanwhile, in the country's southwest, millions of people are facing rolling electricity cuts as a crushing heat wave and drought led to power shortages that has forced factories to halt work. The China Meteorological Administration says the country is going through its longest period of sustained high temperatures since records began in 1961, with 64 consecutive days of heat warnings in various regions starting in June. Beijing has warned the United States against making what it described as a wrong judgment after Washington agreed to initiate trade talks with Taiwan. At a press briefing, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin called on the United States to stop its engagement with the island. He also said China will take resolute measures to uphold its national sovereignty and territorial integrity. His comments come after U.S. officials said it had reached they had reached a consensus on the negotiating mandate with the island and it was expected that the first round of talks would take place early this autumn. The U.K. government has blocked the takeover of a British electronic design company by a Hong Kong-based firm, citing national security grounds. Mike Weeks reports. Britain's business secretary, Kwasi Kwarteng, used the National Security and Investment Act to bar the takeover of Pulsic by Super Orange Hong Kong, saying the order was necessary and proportionate to mitigate the risks to national security. It's one of the first times the legislation has been used since it was approved in January. Paul Six specialises in electronic design automation, or EDA, and its software is used to build circuits that could be used for civilian or military supply chain use. Mr Kwarteng's order said that there was potential for Polsix EDA tools to be exploited to introduce features into the design that could be used to build defence or technological capabilities. The leaders of Serbia and Kosovo are meeting in Brussels today together with the European Union's foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell, following weeks of rising tensions between the two countries. The EU-sponsored talks between Serbia's President Aleksandar Vucic and Kosovo's Prime Minister Albin Kurti will include the current tensions as well as broader issues, including the rights of Serbians living in Kosovo. A quick reminder of our top stories tonight. Security officials say they're working hard to free eight Hong Kong citizens abducted by human traffickers. And health officials report more than 6,000 COVID cases for the first time since March. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Yeah. 
Rolls-Royce, of course, wishing on a star. Now, here's something you didn't know that you didn't know. I didn't know either. Apparently, the song was offered to Barbara Streisand, first of all, and she didn't do it for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but either way, it was a great song back in the day, certainly in the 70s. Everybody was playing that. Everybody was listening to it. What was the film? Was it from Car Wash? I can't remember. It's from a film anyway. It's featured in a film. Uh, in the first hour to get... Oh, by the way, thanks for tuning in. If you just tuned in, uh, cheers.